I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Girl, stop trying to be smooth. <laughs> make way for a brother to make the first move. You're trying to act nice and sweet because I know that you is a freak. So let a brother lick them paws and run the tongue on the G-string draws and tease the kitty just a little, then stick my pole in the middle. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Test Podcast. Your host Rod and <laughs> Karen. I did not see those lyrics coming. <laughs> uh, well, it's the uh, a bastion of Florida lyricism, the '69 Boys. Uh, oh, you took it way back, son. Didn't yeah. You? Well, I imagine by now that's the '69 Men. Uh, but <laughs> yes, it's the '69 years old. Yes, we have a couple of guests on the show today on Sunday morning. Um, and uh, you've never heard them before on our show, but you may have heard them on their own podcast. Yes. Um, it's uh comedian uh Rhett Thompson and um Lamont and Lamont is spelled with the E on the end, so I'm imagining that his parents are pretty fancy and he came from a pretty good background, like upper middle class or something. something um, there, yeah. From brown skin and glasses, man. What what's up, y'all? Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, and I must say, uh I'm I'm kinda gonna take over here a little bit because I'm so excited about getting y- y'all on. Uh, I found you guys, just to let you know, I found you guys through Stitcher Radio. Shout out to Stitcher Radio. If your podcast is not on Stitcher Radio, you are losing in life. But anyway, uh, I found you guys on Stitcher, and I listened, and I was like, oh my gosh, baby. I was like, these two are so funny. And I was looking like, why have I never heard of them before? Where have they been hiding and all this good, good, great stuff? And so I listened for a while, and I had hit up uh, Lamont, and I was like, Hey, um, I, li- I like your show. And he was like, well, I'm going to go listen to yours. And the funny part about it is that I thought Lamont was like doing research because he was like, well, I'm, I got to listen to a few shows, you know, let, let, let me go do my homework. I was like, you, you don't got to do your home, home, homework on us. No, we're we, we not that important. Yeah. Lamont yeah. is very you, thorough. It's true. I mean, but you all are important. I mean, I was looking at your numbers and as many people as y'all have following you, yes, you're important. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing that uh, everybody is measured by the amount of followers they have now on Twitter and stuff. And, like, Jesus only had 13. So it's like, <laughs> I'm more influential than Jesus, bitch. What about that? Write my Bible. <laughs> John Lennon got in trouble with those same remarks. You might want to watch that. Yeah. He was a beetle. <laughs> he was dealing with them white folks, though. Um, But, uh, yeah, man, you guys can check out Brown Skin and Glasses, obviously, on Stitcher and iTunes. Um, And then... They have a Facebook page, Brown Skin and Glasses. Um, and they, I saw you guys' funnier die promo. I thought it was hilarious. Um, thank you. And, yes. uh, they also have a Tumblr. I have links to all of these sites in the show notes yes, and, and we uh, on our website. You to go hit them up and let them know that you came from us, y'all. Let, let them show, show them the black guy who tips love. And I have a question. First one is now, after I see you guys and I see the title, I go, it makes sense. They both are brown like me and they both have glasses. Well, that like, just, Boom. that messes up my um, first question, which is going to be, um, which one of y'all is brown skin and which one of y'all is glasses? Oh, oh come on. I'm, I'm thinking about LASIK, so. Hey. Okay, so you're going to be brown skin <laughs> and Lamont is glasses. That's what I thought it was going to be. I just didn't want to be presumptuous <laughs> or sexist, but, uh, that works. Um, so this will be brown skin versus glasses and we'll see who won at the end of the show. <laughs> How did you two meet? Well, oh, we met, well, just making the rounds in the Miami comedy scene. Um, I always get excited when I see, um, brown and black people in a comedy club, um, who are not wait staff, bus boys, or the bouncer. So I was like, hey, that is someone I need to get to know. Cause he looks like neither. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, what were, what were you first thinking? Like, did you approach Lamont and say, "What's up, dog? We black comments and put like one fist in the air or what?" Yes. Head nod. Actually, I do remember the first time I I saw Lamont. Um, I remember just putting my stuff down at the table he was sitting at, and he totally ignored me. So mm. he was clearly uh, very up on himself, okay, and and not knowing who I was. So obviously we had to. All right, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I have a different recollection. Uh, I don't remember the first. I remember the first time I exactly. saw her because, ex- <laughs> like you know, it, seeing a black person in a club and Rhett always at least then brought a video camera. So she would always bring and a big ass tripod and she would set it up in the back of the room. And I remember being like, man, who is this chick recording every dog on set? And camera phones are wonderful. You just stick it on the table. You don't need all this equipment. And, um, I, I don't remember. I think the first time we met was at uh, a Fort Lauderdale comedy club. And, uh, we were just talking, we were introduced by some other people. And then it was a night where you could do two clubs in one night. So two open mics. So, we, we wound up at the same place both nights, and then she had a book show. She asked me to be on it, and at the book show at this other bar in, like, Midtown Miami, we wound up talking after the show, went on for a good three hours, the conversation, and uh, during the point of the conversation, we got each other's backgrounds, and everything had similar backgrounds, communications, radio, TV, and I had just finished doing a movie and TV podcast, um, and so I was, like, a few months out of doing podcasts, and I was thinking – what can I do for a new podcast? And as we're talking, I'm like, well, this chick got Jaws. Let's uh, do a podcast <laughs> you know, together. And boom. Okay, so it was you that came up with the idea to do to put a podcast out there um, for everybody. What was your original, what was your TV podcast? What was that called? It was called A Fistful of Popcorn. It was over mm-hmm. um, from OK Player um, on the boards. I just put up a post like, anybody want to do a podcast? And we did it for a year. And it wound up OK. And, uh, you know, it spawned a couple other podcasts over there. So... Okay. That's what's up, man. Um, now another thing, um, what is a book show? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. A book. Okay. You have open mics and, uh, those are pretty much, if you show up, you can, you know, you sign up and you get up. Then Mm -hmm. you have the shows that are like the open mics, like at an improv or like, you know, an A room where you have to bring 10 people to get your five minutes. And then you have a book show where people who are enterprising, such as Rhett, they go to a bar and they, um, or a club or a venue, and they say, "Hey, uh, mind if we do a night here?" And then they say, "Yeah." And then it's uh, it becomes you, you get maybe what red like ten comics. Well, and the a book thing show is, means you show yeah. up because you're on a bill, mm. right? Yeah, it's basically you know they're actually comics that you know hopefully meet a certain criteria of being consistently funny, and you book them in advance. So versus a uh, the, an open mic, which is kind of like a first-come, first-served type of thing. And I will say that the show that Lamont was on, that he has been on uh, quite a few times here in Midtown Miami, um, which is Loco Maloco, let's hear some, let's hear some yokes at, um, in, uh, it's, it's in, yeah, Midtown Miami. Um, that was actually recently listed by the Miami Herald as uh, one of the places to catch comedy in Miami. Oh, that's what's because, up. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It was just recently. It was in the April 13th edition of Miami Herald. But don't My- stop there, Rhett. You also have a second room that was also listed in the same article. Exactly. Plug yourself up. 
I am part of the scene, obviously. Um, no, I also have a room every Sunday um, right outside Miami, kind of like in the in the burbs, and that's an all-arts type of open mic. It's uh, like a workout room where comics and poets and storytellers, they come and they work out their material. So that's a place where I don't charge audience members to see that uh possible train wreck happening but it it is a good time and we've been doing it for almost a year so big ups to the miami herald and um miss torres and mike marinoff for hooking me up with the with the pr love it say that when she says the burbs in miami there are no burbs in miami like i know we're thinking like white picking fences and have no no by burbs it means a little off the beaten track but still if you cross the street, there's a Red Robin, a Nordstrom's, a big-ass mall. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it's not like out in the sticks. It's just off the beaten track a little bit. you you got to travel to get there. Okay. Okay. What what made but you... still in the okay. mix. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. okay. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, sweetie. What made y'all become comedians? Oh, my gosh. I guess I'll go first on this one. I, I always was uh, known to be a, a storyteller, even when I was, uh, was much younger. Uh, I would always have something to say about my family, about growing up in Ohio, about my mom, who's Japanese, all of that. Um, and people would ask me, oh, tell us the thing about, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and I would always get a laugh, but I never thought that I would be the type of person that would be able to get up and perform. Um, I figured that I would be a writer for television and film, and that's what I went to school for. And I remember going to a um, – I took a class. They they offered a stand-up class. And once I started, I was like, oh, I, I think I think this is I think this is what I would like to do, but I don't know. I don't know how you would, would do that. And one day I went to an open mic, not to perform. Um, this is when I lived in New York. And, uh, you know, there was like a bunch of people, and I was like, oh, I think, I think I could do that. I think I could do that. And then Tracy Morgan just popped in out of nowhere and did like 40 minutes of just really rough, raw material. And I was like, oh, I need to do this. I need to. And that, that's what started me on my Did journey. he uh, talk about getting you pregnant or no? Oh, my God. Well, not me personally. I was sitting in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> not me personally. But um, he did do a lot of stuff that he's known for. And he was hilarious. I don't know. You know, people, you know, he, Tracy Morgan has run into a bit of controversy. He's not for everyone. But, yeah. you know, all comedy, all comics are not for everyone. I tell True. people all the time, you know, it, you know to me, comedy is like a, a, a buffet. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a big buffet eater, by the way. For anyway, who wants to like hook me up? Golden Corral, 1095. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I figure, you know, comedy is like a buffet. You know, there's certain people they like certain dishes, and that's why those dishes stay on the buffet line. Some people will go say, "Hey, you know what? I really love the steak. Every time I go here, I want the steak." And then some people like me will say, "Ugh, I don't understand why there's carrot and raisin salad on the buffet." I personally think that's gross, but mm-hmm. obviously there's enough people out there who love it to keep it on the line well and and we've gotten to that point now in comedy where people are like carrots and raisins on the buffet shut this restaurant down i want carrots and raisins banned from everywhere number one (laughs) nobody can have them i'm gonna write a cup i'm gonna put a petition (laughs) up and i'm gonna get comedy central to kick carrots and raisins off their network yeah but it's it's ridiculous i mean i i go i go to open mics and i'm like you know i i do get asked a lot of times like oh red why do you always talk about race and your dad and your family and being from ohio and i'm like well you know i feel like i have the right to say what i need to say because 
obviously I'm going to listen to you and 10 other white guys talk about how you never get laid. Right. Obviously wearing that <laughs> shirt you're wearing is not helping your agenda. <laughs> but, you know, you have the right to talk about your uh, lonely penis and I have the right to talk about my <laughs> stuff. So there we I go. I know it's so. Well, what about you, Lamont, man? What made you take the stage the first time? Uh, I Okay, well, start off with being inspired by a lot of i was always fascinated by stand-up comedy you know comedy shows and on the radio back when people used to listen to the radio there was like a sunday night comedy hour i used to fascinated by that and um then i eddie murphy saturday night live and then saw raw delirious and everything and then i was just fascinated by it to the point where wound up going to a comedy club in hartford saw a comedian and i was just like this sucks that was just not good and he's gonna get paid for that for that and then um I saw there was a course, a stand-up comedy course. It's uh, the American Comedy Institute. It was, um, it was like $500. I, was, I had a decent job at the time. So I was like, okay, let me do this. I took a week off of work, went through like the week thing. And at the end, there was a, uh, a show at Caroline's in Times Square where you got to do your time on stage there. And so that was like the very first time. And I remember the feeling of like I, I should like I was next up. And I was like, I should leave. I should leave right now. I should leave. I should just walk out. Just walk out right now. And no one will know. Just leave. Just leave. And, but that was just, just that. That was like, oh, it was all over me. And then he just went up and you did your thing. And then once you're you're walking toward the stage, it's it's, it's, it's a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So I lived in. I'm assuming when you were in the back, it was uh like the Eminem Eight Mile song was playing. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all over my shirt. It was crazy. Do you have the dreads? Did you have the dreads at the time? At the time, no. I just I just cut them off. I was like, because uh, then you could have you could have been Eminem's dead friend. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, um, from there, I lived in Connecticut, and I would only go to New York to do open mics because I would never do it in Connecticut. So that was that. And then I stopped for a while until I moved to Miami. And then when I moved to Miami, it's been like a year and a couple months now, and it's just been. Keep, it's just, been world's win for Lamont's. Just, <laughs> just trying to be consistent and have sets that I'm consistently satisfied with, and trying to. And you know, they say comics it takes you a couple of years to find your voice. Like yeah. I'm still finding, you know, trying to find, you know, my my knit my voice and that kind of thing. So it's a marathon, and that's it. So when um when you moved, did you feel like? Uh, I can do stand up easier now because I'm kind of starting over. I don't know any of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Or did you uh, feel the same way, you know, in your old place too? No, it was just, it was just like, oh, this is Miami. This is, this is a real city. You know, mm. I don't know what it was, but it was just like it was time. I'm, I'm getting older. I want to do things that are that will inspire, you know, that that I'll be excited about. And you know, I, I didn't have a hobby. I just, like I said, I just given up a different podcast. I needed something. Like I'm. I'm driven to do to create, produce, and make things, and and to not have the input of other people and have it just be you. And whatever you want to do is what is happening. And mm. it's just you got to put it out there. I I do agree with Lamont, but I, I started doing my little stand-up career uh, when I was in New York, and I always felt like you know I was coming from a writer's perspective, mm. and I always felt like I had to write the perfect joke. Especially like in New York, you could have a hole in the wall comedy show open mic and then dave Chappelle will pop up and say hey can i do some time do you think i could get <laughs> do you think i could get off and that that actually happened that 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 happens and one of my um buddies didn't know who he was at the time and was like um no you have to get on the list <laughs> mm. so, you don't have that down here um miami i felt like you know um i felt like not only is it that i want to write the perfect joke 
in New York, I felt like there was a wall, like there was a wall between me and the audience, and I wanted to break down that wall. I couldn't figure out how I could break that wall. I felt like I had something good. The audience and the comics I would encounter who had been doing this for a while would always tell me, oh, you got some really funny stuff. But I was like deep in my heart, like something was missing, and I couldn't mm-hmm. put my finger on it. And then I had to take a break because, um, you know, I had a kid, and, you know, yeah. you can't really pop up to a club with a kid on your breast unless that's your thing prop yeah. comedy um but i i remember thinking i know what was missing in new york it was about writing the perfect joke because you don't know who's going to walk in and maybe i'll get hired to write on the show but here in miami you have to entertain mm. we have so many different uh avenues of you know to spend your dollar to, yeah people to, don't even show you know, up for like heat games like exactly so exactly. you know and like i don't know if either one neither of you negroes look like you have a 60 inch vertical so i'm just gonna go on a limb <laughs> and say that uh you guys might not be as good as lebron james when it comes to dunking the basketball so that is a lot of competition it when is. i brought my talents to south beach it was a different talent <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um the, and uh, the other thing too is uh like uh i it's good, like, when you go down to Miami, I also assume that it's good to start over because so many inspirational things have come down from there. Um, you know, Bad Boys 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. And this new movie that Michael Bay is doing. And those are, you know. Yeah, so you got the good Michael Bay movies. Um, so why not have a new start for black people and, you know, doing some good stand-up comedy, man. Damn right. But I would like to point out that when, um, you know, the song Welcome to Miami by Will Smith Mm-hmm. It's um, not representative of the entire black experience in Miami because you got to keep a couple things in mind. A, he's Will Smith, right? Um, and he was making a movie at the time, which meant he had you know craft services, people waiting on him hand and foot. Mm-hmm. And if the song "Welcome to Miami" was made by Gloria Estefan or Pitbull, <laughs> then you would think that everyone was welcoming you. But Will Smith <laughs> is from Philadelphia and he lives in L.A., so I don't really think he's. He's right to say welcome to Miami on behalf of the rest of Miami. I won't lie though, man. Uh, Will Smith songs be jamming. Like, I like, I love us. I like this song. Will Smith has, uh, he has to lead the fucking league in the most songs that black people pretend not to like around white people <laughs> and then get in our cars and be like, what, what, that wild, wild west? I was rocking that like the wild, wild west. No, Ken, yes. that is Kumo yeah. D's version. Oh, uh, my bad. You're thinking, we're going straight okay. to the wild, wild west. Well, I, I yeah. Shit, I like both versions. <laughs> completely different. Completely different. My vibe. bad. But um, Jaden and Willow. I'm not gonna front. They got some pretty all right. I mean, I'm not rocking to it and blasting from my car, but they are not bad. Yeah, and plus, um, oh, I think on. you know you rock your hair back and forth. <laughs> and I, th- I think Jaden can rap. I mean, I think Jaden can um act too. Like, oh yeah. Uh, I was not interested in seeing another M Night movie ever since he uh just completely uh humiliated um Avatar. Um, it just, uh, I've never been so angry leaving the theater. And <laughs> then I saw oh the, tra- I saw the trailer for, um, After Earth. And I don't know if it's just cause, I, I love my dad or what, but I was just like, Black fatherhood is the only thing that can survive the future. I have to see this. <laughs> I'm like, you can do it. I was like, that shit was powerful for me. I love every, your son too. Every time I see the trailer, I get close to tears and shit. I had to man up, like, no, I'm in here to see. <laughs> 
tom cruise fighting the future i need to get my shit together my wife is sitting right here rod come on oh my god but that's good... to say that is an interesting observation but before before I, I don't get the chance when you're doing your uh game of thrones recaps mm-hmm. you bring out such stuff that i don't even think about when i'm watching that show this is why i enjoy <laughs> your recaps on game of thrones because I, I read like av club and stuff and they're written the recaps are written by people that don't actually seem to like the show at all uh. they're like oh well how come they're not this and how come they're not this and like yours is better because you actually enjoy the show and you have like whoever thought that all them people have black sounding names oh <laughs> my god yes on them thrones a guy named podrick that sounds like yes. a naked dude down the street <laughs> podrick and the way they spell it yeah you got yeah. uh Tyrion. even the people that have regular white names like peter it's spelled p-e-t-y-r yes uh melisandra like i know people like this when i went to a historically black college and i knew these people white like next week they're gonna be introducing people it's gonna be like mercedes um <laughs> yeah <laughs> alizé like this is That's alizé well, you know, with the Game of Thrones, it, it does have those, like, I guess you could say with the stereotypical black themes. I mean, dude did roll up back from war with another uh, mm-hmm. a baby from another woman. Yeah, I'm behind yep. on Game of Thrones. I'm not going to lie. I'm so not going to spoil like, it. I'm catching up and at the present at the same time. Okay. But yeah, the bastard. Who do, who hasn't raised a good bastard here and there? You know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, you call him you, you call him your niece or your nephew, but you know who, oh, you know, it's really, yeah. you know, it's really his. So, yeah. um, this is why our children don't understand. No, this is why our children don't, um, they don't know how to do a family tree. Yeah, because your cousins and your uh, uncles are the same people. Yeah, they they just take them in, and and you know it goes up, and then all of a sudden the branches start twining together. There was like, yeah. why are these two names twining together? There's a separation. I'm actually scared to look, so I'm not ever gonna do it. Yeah, I, I um, might find some shit and be like, whoa, whoa yeah, um, need to find this. So, so uh, of course you guys listen to the Blackout Test podcast. Find us at theblackouttest.com. And uh, don't forget, you can um, do a bunch of stuff while you're there. Leave comments on the episode. We have polls at the end of each episode. You guys can vote in that. You can leave comments in the polls. Um, you can watch the show live from there. You can uh, donate to the show, recurring, one time, however you would like to do that. Yes, and uh, not to cut you off. I just, no, just cut me off. Don't worry about okay. it. Because <laughs> that's what I do best. Uh, for those out there with Apple devices, I just found out you can watch us on Spreecast through your Apple devices because somebody said that yesterday. I was like, yeah, right. How about I went to my iPhone and it was like, oh, shit, it's playing. Yeah. And it's playing live. So shout so out to you. You could be watching wow. us. Like, look, I know it's Sunday morning. Most yeah. most people are in church. But next Sunday morning, while you're in church, watch us on your iPhone. Bring yep. some headphones. There's, iPad. You already know all that shit anyway. Come on, man. It's probably covering the same thing from last week. Let me guess. Still can't fuck before marriage. So just go ahead and play our podcast and listen to us live. And you can please listen to music and everything. Yep. Um, all right, so uh, I, I don't mean to interrupt. No, no but, problem. Yeah, do it. <laughs> but, uh, while we're doing our uh, your promo and reaching out to your audience, we have um, we're on iTunes also, and for some reason our 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 listenership has been um, boycotting leaving reviews on the iTunes uh, what? page. So if I could appeal to your listeners oh. to perhaps maybe give us a little five star, just a little two word review, just so we can at least because you know when you go to the review page and it says. Don't have enough reviews to even show you anything. Turn mm. the next page. Aww. You know, it's a little embarrassing. So, well, you know, that's because y'all can our, help us out. a lot of our viewers tend to 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 um, they're very personal with us. You know, they re- they feel very familiar with us, so they would like to they, they tend to leave um, personal messages like, "Hey, baby, I really like the way your voice sounded yeah. uh, on that podcast thingy." I saw you your know. skirt on yeah, the, exactly, the, the yeah exactly. 
Not Matter- so much Lamont on that one, but uh, Oh wait, you thought I was talking about you? Uh <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh I mean this is awkward. This is now awkward. Oh but yeah, leave them a five star review and uh I know they're being nice because you guys are their fans. Um so uh I will say it. Fuck you if you don't leave them a five star review. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Support black media. Don't be an asshole. You listen to shit for free every week and then it's like, I'm too good to take two minutes to type into a motherfucking iTunes that yeah, I like this show. If it's gone, you're gonna miss it and they'll never know because you motherfuckers didn't uh say anything. So yeah. it's really doesn't require anything of you to it leave a five star review. Mm-hmm. Seriously, do the shit. Now that's my quote. Comments are currency because we ain't asking for money. Comments. Yeah. That's how you pay it. <laughs> um all right, so uh right now right and i know y'all got sponsors so that's just our side we 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 are sponsored by the way uh but uh let me first say this the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by shadowdogproductions.com um go to shadowdogproductions.com man they sell audio plays you can get movies there you can get the kind that like download straight to your computer or if you're really fancy and you would like to have uh you know the uh the the dvd show up at your doorstep they will even do that uh we have audio plays there we, we are we our own uh, page. professional audio play act voice actors i still can't believe that yeah uh mm-hmm. you can hear karen curse me out you can hear me yes. get fired from my job uh ironically that he really got fired yeah, from his ironically job. like Jackson a week before wow. yeah like Talk he got the, self-fulfilling prophecy i need him to write a skit where i live win the lotto and become a millionaire i know so um, get on it dexter <laughs> actually, actually, don't do that, Dexter. You probably try to make it too funny and fuck my life up. But uh, make sure, <laughs> make sure you guys uh, go to shadowdollproductions.com. Support us, man. Get our audio plays. Get other people's audio plays. Uh, one, they're good quality, um, and two, uh, it helps support the show, man. It keeps them supporting us. Um, and uh, that's it for the sponsor for today. So let's talk about some random shit. Um, so they caught that terrorist in Boston. That was yes, good. they did. It was two oh of my them. god! Everybody they was did. cheering on the sidelines of the street and shit because um, they made all of Boston stay in the house on punishment until they could find this dude. So <laughs> nobody went to work. They turned off the cell phones. It was literally like when I was fifteen. It was like no phone, stay no, in your room, no subway, no that's nothing. Like a, that's like a. That's like if you were already planning on calling in sick that Friday. It was Friday. No, Thursday. Thursday, right? Yeah. Uh. Well, no. Friday was the lockdown day. Yeah, Thursday night was when they went home. Playing hooky. You were like, oh, I got tickets to the game. Mm-hmm. We're gonna pre. We're gonna do some pre-gaming beforehand. We're gonna call off, and then nothing happened. No game. No pre-gaming. No going out. It was like a wait, and you can't even call people to like bitch and complain about the situation it scares you too but well it scares me because the fact that they could just turn off cell phones was like the government can do that i didn't uh yes jesus uh, uh, yes. that's a little you guys kind of revealed your hand there i did not they're like the government is turning off cell phones in the entire boston area i was like yeah uh, but shit. you know i i will say even with the power of the cell phone it made uh with them turning it off it made me this was one of those moments where i was like oh i love the u.s government mm. protect me big brother and my yeah. lack of being able to text about this situation and then of course this is this is one of those moments, one of those fine moments where we're all like, yay, we love the police. Don't worry about those whole beatings and stuff. They'll come in a couple of weeks. But right now, <laughs> this second to the Boston PD. Yeah, I felt like black people and brown people had to be cheering the loudest on the sideline um, when they caught the terrorists just to be like, like I'm definitely not one of them. I don't like, approve. Yay, it's not us. Woo, yeah. Go yes. get them. 
everybody and then i wonder too because like they went house to house yeah this entire event like they lock everyone down then they run up in your crib and it's like where the terrorist at and like he ain't in here they're like all right then next house so they were going house to house looking for this terrorist and i kept wondering like what kind of shit did they let go that night like did they just walk into someone's house like that is a lot of cocaine but (laughs) we're not looking for cocaine right now we're not here for cocaine pressing matters i just think cocaine shouldn't be here after say midnight when we have to uh when we find this guy and uh wow is this child porn jesus christ i wish i had the time <laughs> yes we, but we don't have we don't have the time oh is that susan susan i locked you up last week right um but i got to let you go keep sucking that dick and be gone by the time we do our second sweep <laughs> right like i just wonder i don't know i think that when i saw that they were doing that i thought that would be very stressful because people like me would be like oh my god do i clean my house <laughs> do i have time to clean the house and tidy up before the cops come because you don't want to have your house too tidy because mm-hmm. then it looks like you're aiding a bedding terrorist but you know you don't want all the crumbs it, w- it wouldn't have been that. i'd answer the door in a paul pierce top with no drawers on smoking a blunt like (laughs) here it it is the get out of jail free day like if you're gonna do some illegal shit in front of cops that's the day to be doing it yes because they're like i got other shit to do yeah like they gotta let everything go or you're just singing the chechnya national anthem open the door like psych (laughs) (laughs) i was really disappointed about that i mean i know the chechnyans they do i mean they have some hardcore people over there like i think in chechnya that's where a couple years ago they actually took over an elementary school yeah. it was like kids and parents it was like they had some assembly and stuff and a lot of those children and parents end up dying like they do not f around in yeah. some of these countries they they have nothing to lose and so it's like they they do it all but the thing is these guys had been here for a minute I yeah. thought they had only been here for a year. They've been here since they were like, what, 12, 13 years old? 2001, yeah. September 11th, the youngest one came over. No yeah, way. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, wow. I don't know. I mean, I think, I bet you, I bet you anything the defense is going to be, the younger brother's going to be like, my big brother told me to do it, and I went crazy, and I'm young and impressionable, and of course I love this country. Mm. Um, but that's if uh, the Boston police allow him to survive because yeah. once you kill one of the cops i mean well he's gonna yeah. i feel like um bruises i feel like if he dies uh because i've watched a, a lot of the show i know how this shit works i watch a lot of the show called 24 uh, me too i feel like if he dies it's definitely because the other terrorists killed him so that he couldn't talk um before jack bauer got there to invest to interrogate him of course because um his uncle came out on tv and was calling them losers and like really going in on them but it's obvious from watching so many seasons of 24, I hate to ruin it for everybody, but clearly that guy's the mastermind. And he's just saying that, and he found out the dude was alive, so he got to show up and, and kill him. That's just how it works, guys. So I just want to know, like, he ended up in a boat. I thought he was like, oh, just like Andrew Cunanan's kill, uh, like Andrew Cunanan, the dude who killed Versace, he's on a houseboat. And they were like, no, he was actually in a boat in the dude's backyard. Right. Not in water. It was just in the boat in water town. I was like, right. something went terribly wrong here. He misread something the story. Went, also, dislike, also dislike the fact that um, Twitter is like the news and the news is like Twitter, Twitter. now. Like, yes. shit was yes. so inaccurate this entire time. Like, I went to have lunch with a coworker and, uh, well, ex coworker. Excuse me? Oh, okay. And, Sorry. um, we were. <laughs> 
So you're um, no longer working. Yeah, well, we actually both don't work there, so we were both we were just hanging out. Um, it's Devin That's for right. those of y'all that so saw. So you're co you're co firees. Yeah, we're co ex employees. <laughs> I don't know what you call us, but um, we're friends. I guess is what I call Free. us. That's what you call yourself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> in 2013, I think the correct term is friends. Uh, apparently, I, I have not used that in a while, but we were friends and we were hanging out, and it's kind of on the news in the background. And we just both fed each other misinformation that we had gathered for the last like 24 hours. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, they said he was a brown skinned dude, but look now he's a white, he looked like a regular ass white dude. I know, you know, they said that, uh, they had, uh, you know, that, 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 uh, it was a terrorist sale, but it's only two of them and shit like that the whole time. It's just like, man, Twitter and the news need to chill the fuck a, out. Yes, they do. It was a very tiny, very, very tiny cell. It was a microcosm, hopefully. But the thing is, I noticed that the media had a hard time dealing with is how to describe the suspects when they were still searching for them there. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, they look like they are not, they may or may not be dark, but we're not saying dark, dark. We're not saying black, dark, but we mm-hmm. want to kind of say Arab dark. Medium but dark. White. Be yeah. Arab dark, but they got the nose that makes him look like he could be Arab. Like they yeah, were, the, they were the it was interesting. Everybody, everybody's so politically correct nowadays. They don't know how to describe people. Well, they didn't want to say they didn't. They wanted what they wanted to get across. I believe is they're definitely not American white. That's all they really yes. wanted to say. And <laughs> anything other than that, you considered foreign. Yeah, we don't have any. Um, we don't have any words for that in our racial uh, diaspora um, as of this moment. At least not publicly but um that, that's they all they said, wanted to they, say they look italian they yeah. look at, well they got the curly hair have you seen uh they tony kukoc so does anyone watch the <laughs> nba um the, it's kind of think about a draft pick think about a draft pick that might go in the first round but not top five if you know what i'm saying people come very overseas large adam's apple <laughs> yeah. very large they look yeah. very short but very large Adam's apple, and then they had that skater hair. That was the thing that kind of me up. I want you guys. The ethnic hair. I'm, I'm sorry. You can tell when certain when when certain ethnic groups just come over. Mm. You can tell they have that fresh off the boat look. You know. Yeah. And when, yeah, well, well, Haitians in Miami, I can tell because it's a lot of colors. It's a lot of colors. A lot of patterns. I think. That's, that that works, you know, and it's not even they're not even trying to be trendy. But what what the white people, the Europeans, the Eastern Europeans, it's like they have that look. Like two things are yeah. too tight, wrong area. I feel like they should have just said he could have played point guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and everybody would have been like, oh, oh got okay, it. Okay. know exactly what kind of guy about. we're looking yes. for. Saw him yeah. jumping into a boat last uh, hour ago. <laughs> um, the thing is, yeah. they didn't show like the local Boston news. Everybody was watching CNN. If you saw the local Boston news, they would have been just straight up like. They ain't Irish. Right. <laughs> He's in a boat in someone's yard. Um, all right. So, uh, another thing I was thinking about, not related to this shit, cause, you know, enough of this shit. Um, uh, actually, but just yeah. one, one quick thing, because, you know, I, it, there was so much misinformation going around. Mm. One of the thoughts that I had that was considered wrong was I was thinking, you know, <laughs> at first you hear there's an explosion. I was like, man, that's messed up. All they have are all those little cups of Gatorade to put out the fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did have several fucked up thoughts about the uh, the marathon thing, and I kept them kind of a, a little bit to myself. But uh, yeah, um, the, one of the things I was thinking about was um, the fact that um, they only got two people to die out of all those people. And I was a little bit kind of like, man, that's it. You guys are some, that was a terrible terrorist plot. Like, well, the the thing is, 
it's like the the people that died, but then you have like it's something like a hundred and seventy people that were injured or something. Yeah, so exactly. Be a lot of people that are amputees. Exactly, like, they lost like, limbs and everything. Yes, exactly. You know, so you know who's happy about that though. Oscar Pistorius, bring on the challengers! Mm. Uh, the Blade Runner, my God! Right. And of course, the uh, the whoever the doctor is that gets like amputee business. Oh yes, yeah. his business yeah. gonna go through the roof. He's gonna definitely put a Groupon out now. Yes, somebody named Richard Kimball in the Boston area. They're gonna be searching for all types of different whatever. That's not. I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> lie though. I, I mean, I I sometimes I do have like very like odd daydreams. And I was thinking, wow, you know, before all this happens, you know, if I got into a horrific accident or something and if I lost a limb, like I'd rather lose like maybe my legs from like the be below the kneecap. Like I still want to be able to bend and walk and stuff, but I'm not going to lie. There's something fly about having those titanium limbs, you know, not the Mm. big chunky ones that look like a leg, but the one that looks like you're all aerodynamic. Are you talking like tink tink? I call them oh tink tink. God, yes, I would rock the heck out of that and put a heel on the bottom. Like I would just mm. have the little pad. I was seeing this story. This guy was like, um, he's a double amputee, mm-hmm. but he's really big into sports and mountain climbing. He changes his legs depending on the occasion. So oh shit! Climbing, like I'm telling you, it's bad. You could wear like some spikes. Like if I wanted to be like, like, uh, like equivalent Wolverine of the feet, mm-hmm. oh, with long no. claws. Nope. That's all you. All you're thinking about is the fashion and accessories. Yeah, I like moment. I like my legs. I kind of I kind of grown attached to my legs. Yeah, um, I always clip my toenails. Yeah, Even if they want to double the rate, my toenails grow. Right, and I have to clip them more. I will keep my feet. You hey, well, one person's daydream is another person's nightmare. I always I'm say. Saying sometimes I do have this thing, like you know, I'm a little bit on the the thicker side, thicker mm. girthier side. So let's say if I lost my legs from the knee down, and then I had those titanium joints. It would be like foghorn leghorn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, uh, then. I look, and then I could wear these ostrich boa feathers, like, just around, you know? And technically, that's a good way to, like, lose weight without it really counting. You know what I mean? You'd be like, well, shit, I lost, like, 40 pounds last week um, exactly. in limbs. Um, all right, so. um Sorry. If you really want to go that route, why don't you just take one of those roller paintbrushes and roll the bottom of your feet red, and that way you can change your real feet any way you want to. You put glitter, toenail polish, mm-hmm. anything. You can modify you know your own shit. I think there's this thing called socks that probably do that same thing oh, okay. that I could probably invest in. But this is Miami, so it's like I'm not wearing some things. Yeah, and socks is uh, expensive and so- shit in Miami. Um, right. So another thing I was thinking about, because um, I heard uh, Lamont uh, describe himself as a nerd last podcast um, you guys did. Um, Rhett, would you describe yourself as a nerd? Yay, nay? Yes, I think, yeah, I am. All right, I, everybody. I say, everybody but I me. Think- Everybody's a nerd now these days. Yes, um, yeah. Well, the thing is, you got it's a specific type of nerd. Like okay. I'm not one of those like multifaceted dice comic book type of people. Like I can enjoy uh, a good graphic novel, but I'm not going to Comic Con and dressing up. You know, I'm not, okay. I'm not doing that. Um, so what? What is your nerd thing that that you feel you're nerdy about? Th- this is where I knew I was nerd. Um, mm-hmm. Before I had a kid, way before back in the day when you can do these type of things, mm-hmm. I remember laying in bed with my dude. It was like a Saturday. It was like cold. You know, we had spent all day in bed, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know. Not Having lots of nerd sex. Not, you know how it is. I know. The nerdy part gets it. I remember <laughs> part of the reason. 
reason we were like laying in bed all day is because you know you can do that when you don't have kids. Right. It's like there was a marathon of um what you call it? Uh, what's his name? It was like a a marathon of the documentary of Africa, the story of Africa. What's the name of the professor that got in trouble? It's like right on the tip of my tongue. He um Skip Gates. Skip mm. Gates. He had like a twelve part series on Africa. And mm. I was like, oh, this is so romantic. When we uh feel like doing it, we'll do it. But right now, we're going to watch this thing all Africa, naked, in bed. <laughs> okay. For eight hours. That's a nerd thing. You know, everybody else would be like, let's let's watch some romantic movies. Nah, we're going to watch Skip Gates talk about how white people <laughs> has hoodwinked us in South Africa with this faux Africa nonsense. Naked. I'm not I'm not going to uh I'm not going to fight you on this. Um <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna nerd off uh have a nerd off with you uh because i hate those but um i will say this man i hate in pornography how they say chicks are nerds they're like nerdy chick fucks this guy and it's just a regular ass hot chick but she's wearing glasses and yeah. that's bullshit that is not a fucking nerd i think they should take those 20 minutes of interviews they do before the porn and quiz her about nerd shit i want to hear her talk about world of warcraft i need some <laughs> Battlestar galactica in there tell me about some star trek shit uh does she even know any of the characters from fucking star wars like there has to be a demographic and i must be in it for actual nerd chicks having sex like I think it's kind of hot when a chick can play a video game and suck a dick. That's amazing to me. So, <laughs> how's she going to do that if she's breathing through her mouth? Because a lot of people who tend to be nerds who are female with the glasses, they tend to be mouth breathers. I don't know. It's take two. Take two. It's like, uh, a, it's like a ratio, like a nasal mouth thing. I don't know. Well, all my nerd ladies, all my nerd ladies that are listening to this, uh, you know, I'm sure that you guys have found a way to manage uh y'all right red and tell her how y'all get down because i'm telling y'all um that shit is hot man anytime you hear a chick that's like yeah i was playing my um playstation vista or whatever you like you're playing your what now and, oh that's kind of but, but that's okay but we're separating nerd from socially awkward right like social yeah awkward. i just mean I real nerds more, more interesting socially awkward girl who has no friends and basically lives her life in her closet in her mother's closet typing away on social media ends up fucking someone that is more intriguing to me mm. than some girl who actually knows how to play a game an, an interactive game with other people using dice well i don't want to watch the porn you just described about the girl that never goes outside <laughs> what i do want to watch is a girl that knows how to play some dungeons and dragons uh talk about that shit and then get down on the dick that's my fantasy um so uh i think you would be a good guest for my new podcast i'm starting it's called cum stains and glasses okay ew, ew, ew. i like doing all this stuff you know it'd be great i do have many thoughts on pornography so uh oh yes he's a porno sewer porno mm-hmm. sewer I, I would totally not be participating in said um nonsense that lamont just said but i will say <laughs> <laughs> when it turns when it comes to porn, I mean, I am very, like, very much a novice to, mm. to the whole thing. I didn't even watch my first porno uh, until I was in college. And the only reason why um, I, I did is I went to school in the mountains of Pennsylvania. There was no cable because, like, the way the signals were and all that stuff. And um, what you call it? That was all we had to watch. Mm. I had a roommate, and that's all he had. We had no TV. Everything was local stations, and he had all this porn. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch this. Oh, no, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Mm, well, uh, it can be good. He probably just had a bad collection. Um, speaking of pornography, uh, I went to see a couple movies this week. 
Karen went to see one of them with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often you guys go to the movies and whatnot, but um, I saw the movie Trance. Have you guys heard of that? I heard a bit about it, a bit okay. about Rosario Dawson's appearance in it. Yeah, um, Trance is a movie starring James McAvoy and Rosario Dawson, and um, McAvoy is a guy who, uh, and they show you this shit in the trailer, but uh, he's involved in some sort of uh, painting theft, and it disappears, and then he loses his memory, and uh, Rosario Dawson uh, plays a hypnotherapist who's trying to help him get his memory back, you know, um, by delving into his subconscious and all that stuff. Um, but the main thing I keep hearing from people that watch this movie, the main review that people have is that um, Rosario Dawson gets completely naked. Mm-hmm. And, okay. um, yeah, and you can, like, uh, see everything is full frontal. And um I'm talking vagina lips, everything guys. Oh my god. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it's completely shaved and no dude that talks about this movie when they review it can leave it out. And I feel like I'm the only man in America with access to hardcore pornography at my fingertips at all times because that is not a good reason to spend money to see a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, Wait a minute, I saw they put the that... screen caps of yeah. the thing before the movie came out, so I was like, "All right, don't need to see this movie now." There you I go. The screen, it, the script was little. It was like Inception, kind of, sorta, and I was like, "Okay, I don't mm-hmm. need to see that." But I got the screen caps, and I know Mr. Skin's gonna release that shit, you know, in about a month anyway. Good to go. Yeah, that's all I'm saying, man. Like, check a Tumblr page, people. So uh, you know, I, good at I all? have to, I have to kind of like disapprove mm-hmm. for all womankind just because now, <laughs> and i have no i have no problem with her going full frontal mm-hmm. and you know that's the choices you make you know you know if the script call for it go for it but the thing is to be full frontal and it's all shaved and stuff that just puts more pressure on chicks to like take care of stuff down there Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily want that added pressure. I got enough pressure to try to be in shape, lose weight, do certain stuff to my hair, make sure my face looks like not a day over 19. Mm-hmm. And now I got to take care of that business because right. Rosario has. I, I don't like it. Now you got to keep your trim trim. Like, come on. Oh, man. I ain't trimming jack. Mm-hmm. I ain't trimming jack. I'm telling you. Plus the other thing, <laughs> um, I can't even front, though. I like the message it was promoting was like, and a perfect vagina is a hairless one. And I was like, eh, who decided this? And, and, <laughs> and some shit they don't talk about. That shit itches when it grows back. I can't yes. speak for nobody else, but that shit is like, oh, you shave me? Okay, when I grow back, I'm going to be sure your ass is itching. Yeah. Um, that. the, best, the, best, the best horrible line that I got from this dude who was trying to hit on me, he was like, yeah, baby, you know, I, you know, do you, do you, do you shave down there? And I was like, I ain't answering that question. He was like, no, no, because I just want you to know, you know, I actually, you know, you got that that wild curly hair on top. And I just want to know if you're going to be like 70s porn star down below. Cause I'm cool with that. Girl, I ain't that kind of dude. You ain't got to go bald for me, baby. And I was like, you know, this is creepy and intriguing at the yeah. same time. I mean, because at yeah. the same time, he's expressing love and acceptance. Uh, for your natural being, but it is also creepy to have casual conversation about your vagina grooming. So. And the thing about it, I'm not trying to say we got to, you know, twist and braid and grease it and that like that. I'm just saying that it needs like a real, you know, a real low cut, you know, well fertilized and maintained and taken care of. Yeah. We just don't want nothing hiding in it. That's all. Yeah. I, the thing is, it's like, I don't 
think dudes have this pressure. That's the only thing that, that gets true. me. Like, you know, dudes don't have it. I did have this one dude say, hey, you know, I don't know why dudes want to keep having this conversation. But, like, he was I like, don't. Hey, no, yeah, who are you no. talking Yeah, you, you seem to be talking to a lot of dudes about <laughs> vagina. Training. I mean, this is what happens when you're a female doing comedy. The, first of all, the ratio of males to female comics is, like, 25 to 1. And then, like, you know, audiences that come out that approach you, you know, a lot of those tend to be dudes that you know i don't know do you have a lot of uh vagina trimming trips uh tips in your uh (laughs) set (laughs) no i I don't even do that kind of material okay i'm a a clean comic i don't even talk about any of that but this dude was like uh you know it is because he bought me a drink afterwards and i felt obligated to hear this nonsense Mm. i'm like all right if that's the price of jameson and ale these days okay (laughs) so he was like yeah you know i like to shave myself because it makes me look bigger and i'm like you know what that's not that's also not a good line because mm-hmm. now you're telling me the tricks of the trade now right. i gotta tell you i wear a push-up bra to make my girls look bigger but then and i, mm-hmm. I don't feel ah! like i should have to already share secrets to you yeah <laughs> especially when he's telling you it's an optical illusion and and yeah. and then my my question is this uh is there a standard and i guess this goes to roger Kanoma, is there a standard for dudes shaving off their hair down there too or is this just all like a, a um, woman's thing i think i think every and I, I i'm not speaking for lamont but i'm trying to speak for all dudes i think all grooming standards for men come from women so that's it like okay. you ever noticed how you'll be talking to a dude and you're like man this dude really got his shit together and then it's like yeah i started dating sharon three weeks ago it's like oh okay yeah mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> That's all it is to it. Like I just can't. I can't wait for the day where, like, you know, black fashion, like black people. I love black people because we you know we we take what we have and we make the most of it. You know, mm-hmm. like we can't. You know, dudes they they weren't able to effectively wear a, a conch or straighten their hair like white dudes, so they embrace their hair. You know, shave it down, do a black top, mm-hmm. a fade. You know, flat top, whatever. Start doing the designs. When are barbers? Black barbers gonna start shaving up people down there in designs. Stop. I, that's what Stop. I can't. For, for me? <laughs> never, never. The day that I have a fan come up to me and say, "Yeah, so Rhett, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. I, I got your face on me." I'll be like, "Really? Show me." And then with the artwork, the artistry mm. that would have to be taking place for them to shave my face in hair down there. Oh my god! Yeah, the correct, I, the I, correct I, answer, I, the correct answer is never. That will never <laughs> ever happen. Never no. say never. never no, I'm telling you. I'm telling you never. You see all the hairs on the ground as it is. Yeah. You don't want to know what other kind of hair is right. mixed down there. Yeah. Mm. Plus, <laughs> plus if it's plus if it's of uh, your face on his dick, you, that means a dick is coming out of your face. It's the only way. <laughs> To even do the fucking artwork. It's never gonna happen. Plus, dudes don't ever talk about shit like each other's pubes. Like, that's some shit that maybe women might throw in a conversation randomly at the spa, but you'll never see two dudes at the basketball court like, hey man, I've been thinking about my balls. Never. (laughs) Words. Someone in Atlanta right now is like, Hmm, I'm gonna start me one of those. Right. And they're probably gonna get a whole lot of business. Right. So, we'll have one of those. Yeah. Never see a straight dude pull his dick out and be like, it's, it's a picture of you. Hmm. I'm telling you, it, mark my words, it's coming. Cause 20 years ago, you would have never thought of a dude playing professional sports like NBA having tattooed the tattoo sleeves all the way up to his neck. You would be like, uh, only people in prison get their necks tattooed. Now everybody, your, your school, your, your third grade teacher has her neck tattooed. 
attitude. Mark my words. In the uh in the interest of moving on and and doing yes and I'm gonna just let you have this and be like, sure. But just everybody in in perpetuity, no, I'm saying no, never. Um <laughs> All right, so um, Second. <laughs> yeah. Um so, so so we also have um some articles and stuff we need to cover, man. We and got, our favorite um, game, Guest the Race. Yeah, we we'll get to some guest the race too. Um and uh we'll talk about that. Um first things first though, I want to talk about some um like news and stuff. Um that first before you do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm disappointed so you said no. Okay, sorry. No, I said yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Karen, I- I'm a little disappointed because usually in an episode you get a couple ha-has in there. There hasn't been a lot of those. I'm a little, I'm a little. Uh, <laughs> your your Skype is cu- your Skype is probably uh, cutting those out because it's happening. I'm laughing. I play. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah, it's it's, it's, your, it's probably your Skype. When you hit a when you hit a recording from our side, you'll be like, oh, okay, she thought we were hilarious. Okay. No, that's just Lamont being a, a typical stand up comic. Because yeah. when you do stand up, you go up on stage, you want to bat a thousand. It's not possible to bat a thousand. If you bat in six hundred, that's cool, or three hundred. But Lamont, he always wants to go more than that. So that's no, that's, that's on him. No, I just say that because. <laughs> Having listened to your podcast and over the last, I think it's been like the last month I've been listening. Uh, that that sound is now in my head, like because it's like <laughs> when you get in a fight with someone in elementary school and then they become like your best friend. At first, when I was listening, I was like, should I hear the ha ha? I was like, okay, but now it's like I wait for it. I hear the ha ha. It's like it's got its own tone and its own See, character. Lamont, it's its own frequency. You, I like it. I love it. <laughs> now you're forcing Karen to do pity ha ha's. Yeah, it won't sound the same. Worse. It's gonna be like, and, and let me tell you, we're gonna be talking about this. Lamont and I will be having coffee shortly, and uh, he will be mulling over this for the next three hours. So yeah. please, for my sake. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is on our side, uh, because I have the audio is recorded, it always records it correctly anyway. But on our side, when I hear the ha ha, it cuts off my mic and my shit. So I'm like. I don't think anybody just heard what I just said. So oh, my bad. It's, so no, bad. it's not. No, there's nothing to be bad about. It still records what I said anyway. But I, in my mind, I'm like, yeah. And then I said this clever thing, and all I is, ha ha. I'm like, uh, <laughs> no one heard the add-on to that joke. So no, they didn't. Um, speaking of clever things, uh, Uh-oh. first things first. Uh, I've been giving some more advice out through my at Ask Rod P, P. account because um, people need help uh, in their relationships, and more people have been getting upset um so that's always good um but i'm just trying to help uh people go out here and have these uh productive relationships um so i'll go ahead and read some of these um snap uh yesterday morning i was really inspired so i said ladies remember it's better to be unhappily married than happily single happy is a state of mind marriage is a state of love kindnesses what uh, People were not very, uh, very. Uh, please, uh, abuse, no. And I, mm-hmm. but then I said something to the men because people say, oh, people are always coming down on these women with the bad advice. I said, no, I got something to say to the men. So I said, get married, fellas. Ask any man who has slept with another man's wife and he'll tell you married women have better sex. Kindnesses. And it's true. <laughs> oh yeah, right. It's true. Every dude I know that sleeps around with married women says it's better. Oh um, uh, and I follow, um, like from this account, I follow all the people I hate. So I follow Steve Harvey and shit. And it was like, hello. He was like, hello, everyone. Have a blessed Saturday. And I said, you first, Steve. And so me and him, we cool now. Um, I said, ladies, if you want to have a first class relationship, you should sign up for relationship class first. Kindnesses, because wordplay is big in the personal help, um, industry. It is. A lot of people getting into that industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
uh and then someone got mad and said say what and i said ma'am you heard me just accept my advice um Ooh. another person another person said it, stay in your place another person retweeted me and said lord jesus and i said praise him sister um <laughs> uh someone asked was i the new love girl and i said i just want sisters to get on the right path to their love that they deserve and you always have to say sisters like first like you don't ever say dudes like you only give advice to the women it's what i've learned over time because they're the only ones who get mad and care um dudes well, will just reject your yeah, ideas dudes don't listen yeah. dudes don't listen they don't care um and so someone said oh come on singleness is not a limitation or a sin whether married or single christ is the only spouse that can satisfy us says oh, uh toria mike and i said to her say what you want about being in a relationship with christ but there's no way he's hitting that pussy right and she didn't oh, respond Lord. doesn't she did not even respond so i'm assuming that i was right um, uh, spines on those Bibles can get kind of firm, you know. If you just kind of straddle it around, kind of right, you know. Maybe, oh. maybe I've never seen a vibrating Bible. Hmm. Oh. I think I just came up with a new, Ooh. a That's new way to make some money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, we're giving all our ideas away for free. I think I'm gonna call them vibrators. You know, like Bible. Oh, yes. yes. We should. I think I we can, just made I a mint. Feel hot lightning coming toward me. There's a storm <laughs> brewing in Miami. And I, you this want your bush burning? Already, the ads, the ads are already already making themselves. themselves. Already yes. making themselves. <laughs> oh, no one wants a burning bush. No, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, uh, so what? You make it like the flesh bot, like the one of my comic friends hooked me on to this one. You know what the flesh bot is? Mm-hmm. It looks like a flashlight, but it's got like yeah, flesh is a flashlight. It's a flashlight. Right, right. I think a flesh bot might be a, a some sort of a um, well cyborg that fucks you or something. <laughs> well, you could have yours wrapped in the uh, I don't know. It could be instead of uh, porno star vaginas or uh, zombie vaginas, it could be like, hey, this is Jezebel's junk, right? Here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we could attach a flashlight to a Bible. That's true. That well, Roger, it will be the word coming to life for real. Then mm-hmm. the word moves you. It will move. It will you. be moving you. Mm-hmm. Um, let a word move you. Um, <laughs> the last. The I feel the lightning coming. The last two things I said was, ladies, a relationship is work, and that's why sometimes he'll show up to your job unannounced. Kindnesses. What? Um, and the last, very last thing, because a lot of people were just all up in my mentions of Ask R.I.P. talking shit about how this is bad advice. I can't believe this is happening, blah, 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 because apparently they don't get what satire is. Um, and I said, let your haters be your masturbators. So um, all y'all <laughs> haters out there, think about that. Um, speaking of bad advice, um, <laughs> there's this lady who's an abstinence-only uh, teacher, and she spoke at a school. Um, and her name's Pam Stenzel, and she told the students, if you take birth control, your mother probably hates you. So. Your mother kind of, what? Yeah. Yeah. So. No, no, no. Well, I mean, do you really want to have, what happened to the good old days where you just snuck around and got your birth control without your mama knowing? Do you really want your mom knowing that you're doing the dude? I would think in, off, in, in all seriousness, right? In all seriousness. If someone has a child that is of the age where they can be sexually active and you do want to protect them from pregnancy, and STD and stuff, and I don't have any children, but in my heart of hearts, I would wish that I could have a conversation with my child and yes. that we could be open about it and I could assist them 
in whatever protective means uh they get and that is not secretly running around getting uh birth control on the low or some shit or possibly from a bad source or whatnot that's my you know because it sucks that you have to go through that but that's part of life and um that's what you sign up for when you have a kid is that one day they're gonna be fucking so it's like you gotta deal with it um so i i would like to think that i would be okay with being like you know i guess you gotta get birth control i think it depends on what age i mean i Mm. do hope that you know that me and my kid have like an open enough relationship that she can come to me and stuff like that but i don't know i mean i don't want to be i want to be cool enough for that to be like hey i want to ma i think it's we're going to end up doing it and i need birth control i need you to help me with that Mm. but i don't want to be too cool and then i'm giving tips like i don't want her coming (laughs) to me at 13 and saying hey me and jose from around the block I know you've been seeing us together. We're about to do the do. And I'm do like, you have, do you have a red dude that looks like he roller skates backwards? No. Red, no. do you, red, do you have a daughter right now? I or? do have a daughter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She did come up to me the other day and, um, she rides, she, um, she rides a bus from mm. her school to her after school program. And she came up to me all excited one day and she was like, mommy, mommy, um, 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 Mike, came up to me and he gave me this bracelet and i was trying to be calm i was like oh is that his mama's bracelet because i ain't trying to get no phone calls from somebody somebody stole some junk right. out of somebody's jewelry box and gave it to and my child exactly now she like, accessory well, let, me, let me let me buy it make sure it's real i was like oh okay she and he was like yeah he told me like and he, she pointed to herself mm-hmm. no she pointed away pointed to herself and made a heart and i was like what does that mean she was like, you know, you know, and she pointed away to herself and then the heart. And he, she was like, he said he liked me. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's telling me this. Mm. But he told me. And then she walked away. I was like, oh, I think she just told me she has a boyfriend on the bus. Mm. So I said I had to say, like, and this is where Lamont and I have had these conversations. I said, so is Micah, what, how old is he? Because my daughter's eight and in the third grade she was like oh he's nine i was like cool what grade is in third okay cool no no he's 10 he's 10 in the fourth grade so i was like "Mm, older dude okay that's along the lines of what mama like all right and i said well mike is he like what like i'm not trying to instill racism in her Mm -hmm. but at the same time i had to know i had so you like does he like cheese you're trying to use like little hints and shit no, I said, well, <laughs> is he, um, I said, is he, is he white? Mm. No, no, no. Does he I have said, good credit? What is, kind of, is, is his hair nappy? Exactly, Does he have natural <laughs> hair? <laughs> is he black? And she was like, no, mommy, he's brown. And I was like, oh, what kind of brown? Is he brown mm. like Jose? Or yeah, is he, is he brown, brown like Dora the Explorer? <laughs> yeah, what, what tone exactly. of brown? Exactly. And she was like, oh, he's brown like daddy. I was like, is he brown, brown like daddy? Or is he brown like mommy? And she was like, no, like daddy. I was like, oh, she likes them dark. That makes me happy because uh, mommy likes them dark. It's a dark complex, too. it's a complex relationship, man. I hope, I'm just good. It's just good to know that her, uh, accessory didn't make her an accessory after the fact. That's, Ain't that the truth? That's really the most important thing from that is, uh, she won't be getting I mean, arrested. As long as it wasn't the guy driving the bus, then it was right. kind of, then it's alright. <laughs> yeah. Then we might have to have a talk. It's all harmless. Yeah. Um, so this lady, she's talking to a high school age students. Um, and, uh, her website describes her as someone who talks about consequences, both physical and emotional, of sex outside of marriage. 
she reportedly made extreme comments such as if you take birth control your mother probably hates you and i can look at any one of you in the eyes right now and tell if you're going to be promiscuous she got that promiscuous vision y'all so you're going to be a whore Mm -hmm. and i can tell i can see the (laughs) fucking in your eyes just look at you terrible that's terrible after the tuesday assembly high school student caitlin campbell began speaking out against denzel's message uh and by the way i wish i had these kind of balls in high school man like i am i'm amazed by this kid to actually stand up for something uh in her uh, in her school like this because i know with parents and shit it might not be popular especially with religious people but um i used to think shit like this in school and i'd be like Eh, but it's not worth the problem. It's not worth the trouble. I'm just going to try to get my fuck on and not worry about this. <laughs> but for her to come out and be like, kids can can fuck outside of marriage and it's not your fucking place to say and the school shouldn't be letting you come in and tell us this is kind of dope, man. I, I really respect her for that. Um, So she told the Charleston Gazette that Stenzel called sexually active students impure and condemned any individuals who engage in sexual activity outside of marriage. Stenzel's overall attitude was that any type of sex would guarantee the contraction of an STD or an unwanted pregnancy. Uh, However, school administrators said that they were not offended, despite the fact that her talk allegedly made female students in the audience cry. Yes! Ooh, cry! Because they're all whores, okay? Yes! And they needed to be informed. Uh, that went by Stenzel when she got her four thousand to six thousand dollars for telling Ooh. these kids that they are whores from this school. I'm sure that money could not be used for anything. Yeah, better. did you did 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 you not tell the guys uh about you know their dicks too? Or this was all basically slut shaming females. Uh, I don't know. She's appeared on the Dr. Law Show, Seven Hundred Club, Politically Incorrect, uh, with uh Bill Maher, as well as uh President George W. Bush Faith Based and Community Initiatives meeting in two thousand one uh in a youtube presentation she tells uh, a crowd of students that no one has ever had more than one sexual partner and not paid and that a girl oh, i'm sorry you say that one back again no one has ever had more than one sexual partner and not paid paid not what, cash uh probably not uh, she probably means like spiritually or like emotionally like if you have sex with more than one person it something bad will happen to you okay okay um and then she told the girls that take birth control that they could end up sterile or dead. Cause Does she know anything about birth control? Anything at all? She knows that it's bad, and God doesn't like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to say, man, um, I, I thought that was amazing um, that, that, that a school paid for that, and I don't yes, think they should be. Yes, no. Um, seems like the kind of shit that, you know, I wouldn't want my daughter hearing. Uh, if she's gonna, Like, if we're going to have weird-ass condemning talks about sex, let it come from the parents. Let that, I, that's the truth. Let the parents spread the misinformation about sex, and uh, let's have the school try to keep it a bit accurate. If it's not in relation to a health class, uh, shut the fuck up. Like, How about this, right? And this is just, just based off of, instead of paying someone, you, you send the letter out to some parents, and you have it like a panel. Mm-hmm. Nah, never mind. That's stupid. That's be embarrassing for the kids. But you have some <laughs> parents who believe in abstinence, a some panel. parents who believe in, you know, mo- monogamy, some parents right. who believe, I don't know, and just have, that's dumb. Never mind. I, I just and, think, and, and I just think. Boards, people would be fired, and heads would roll, blood would run in the streets. Well, I just mind. think that we already have a solution to this, and that's sex ed class. Like, I don't know if people, did y'all take sex ed class? Were y'all? Yeah. Yes. I was, yeah. I couldn't wait. 
We started the thing I learned ed, though, they're doing grade, sex ed class earlier and earlier. Like when I they they it, it was in high school mm-hmm. like years ago. When I did it, it was in middle school, and now they're doing it like in fourth and fifth grade. You have so, to yeah. give it a few more years. It's going to be kindergarten sex huh. ed classes. I one, I hope you're wrong, but two, I do think they should have it multiple times. Like I don't think you should just have it one once. time. Yeah, I think you I should th- have it once at maybe every level. Maybe not yeah. every year, but like no. you know, you have a year where you take it in high school. You take it in middle school. And, and maybe the and last maybe year of uh, elementary of school. elementary or something. I think so too because the thing is like children's views of sex change as they get older, and their education or, or miseducation p- they pick it up from various different avenues. And I feel as though you need to teach children the truth, and what she's teaching is not what she's sharing is is not true facts. Like this is not right. based in science. Right. You know, it's and my thing is that she she doesn't have a degree, she doesn't have a license. Well, maybe she she's does. Not a doctor. She, she may have all those things. What she's saying is still bullshit. Yes, That's, it is. Like that, it doesn't matter. She could have like seventeen degrees. If you just walk out and be like, if you don't birth control, you're gonna end up either sterile or dead. It's the only way. It's like, uh, bitch, what are you getting these facts from? Uh, yeah. I don't feel like I want you talking to my daughter anymore. And I don't. Um. No. So yeah, not. sex ed class. That's when they teach everything. There's facts. There's statistics. And then there's just the actual fundamentals how things work it's not a moral judgment of well uh if you're having sex you're a bad person or if you're not having sex you're a terrible person it's just here's how sex works and that's what kids need to know inform them there and maybe their parents can talk about the emotional complications and things of that nature the religious background and their personal beliefs parents should be able to, to to pass that down but the actual physical acts and the statistics and the consequences slash benefits of sex that shit should just be a class. It doesn't need to but, have some lady come in. This is true. But on the other hand, I mean, I feel like we're kind of tipping more toward enabling everybody to doing everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a fine line between being understanding. You know, we want to, of course, educate our children and, and say, okay, this is how a baby is made. If right. certain things are stuck in you, this is what might happen, blah, 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 blah. But on the other hand, I feel like maybe – the intention was to almost like a scared straight, you know, maybe they wanted someone who was going to give them the message of, hey, you know, maintenance is not only cool, but you should abstain because at this point in your life, you're not prepared. I mean, it would have been better for facts and figures are right. Mm. But, that's, you know, but when you have little girls, our kids too much sometimes. But when you, you have, have little girls girl, crying in the audience, yeah, I feel like you've gone, you've lost your path. And you and my, my thing is, if you've gone too far, when you when you get to the point where something that's natural, people trip me out when people are fucking. Everybody's fucking, but everybody want to act like sex is, is not natural. Sex is natural. And you need to tell children that it's a natural thing. This is something that you're going to want to do. But this is the proper way of handling it. Well, also, there's this big, like, ultimatum that people, it's like a false ultimatum that people have, um, where if you know about sex, therefore I'm saying you can have it, or that means you will be having it. And um, that's not a true Because story. you have that knowledge. Right. The first time I learned about sex, I went, fuck no, none for me, please. That sounds gross, dad. I'm going to play video oh, games and Transformers until I'm 16. And that's exactly what the fuck happened, because it was one of those things where it's like, I don't want any of this uh all because uh, he just told me information he, and he never told me like you'll be a bad person mm-hmm. or religious reasons it was strictly like physically this is what happens and i was like i don't want to put my penis in that that sounds very foreign to me and i don't care how good it could possibly feel um and then the other problem is 
kids are gonna be fucking and no one wants to talk about that you can right. lie to them and you can misinform them you can even try to scare them straight you can't scare the hormones out of a teenager you sure can they gonna want to fuck yeah. no matter what you could be like if you put your dick in the vagina you will die there are no other outcomes and they'll be like i just want to try and see for myself uh maybe i can find the way like it, it hormones are powerful maybe, man. I, maybe I could be the one so anyway uh, speak- first time i ever saw anyone making out heavy heavy was in the balcony of a church during a convention in Baltimore, Maryland. So, wow. Yeah. No matter, you're not stopping the kids. Last week we had a, a guest on that talked about like being at church and like that's how she like met guys and shit. So like, you know, people be fucking, man. Like that is the human condition. That's why it's six billion of us. Um women be shopping and people be fucking. <laughs> people that's be just- fucking. People be fucking. God damn. People be fucking. Um <laughs> so, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, so uh let's go to the opposite worst case scenario a newlywed bride who waited till she was married to have sex with her husband has opened up about a shocking discovery that she found out she is allergic to his sperm yay (laughs) he's probably just horrible and (laughs) wait is is that her first time yes it's her her first time time ever having sex she's 35 she waited till um waited till marriage wait is she really allergic or is he like just doing golden showers on her, and telling her. <laughs> because that is her first time she might not know well i've seen it this is where sex education would have come in handy well i've seen it on um <laughs> I've, we, i don't know if it was this lady but we saw a case like this on um uh what was the name of that what we were watching Karen? That, that uh strange sex. sex strange sex strange sex yeah is a documentary it's available on netflix and it's like a tv series where they go around and talk to people about different sexual um issues that they have and there was a woman that exactly had this like she would like it felt she said it felt like daggers were going into him anytime and anything oh. like if it was a seminal fluid if it was the pre-com everything made it hurt uh if it's like genetically she just could not like she you know was, what? Could that, not take it. that is just God saying these two people do not belong to uh, together and mm. that marriage should be annulled because clearly yeah. That baby is going to be a monster. Well, so Pam, Stins- Pam Stenzel says uh, that she will pay if she has sex with anyone else. <laughs> so. No. Now she's a whore. Now she's a whore. A complete one, too. Yep. Trying but to you move know, on. That is the perfect excuse. Oh, my God. If I would have known that that kind of excuse would have existed, I could have gotten out of so many situations. Be like, you know, because sometimes you meet a person and you're like, you, you know, they're cool and stuff you don't like love them but you know you're all right but then you kind of do the do and then you're like you know you're in a weird limbo stage where like i don't know if i need this relationship to continue but the sex isn't that great i'll be allergic this is great this is awesome like we can be together and they're gonna stay the thing is he's he's like but toughing it out like he wants to stay with her he's still madly in love with her um but they cannot be intimate um so uh yeah hell of a way to threaten her though he's just running around the run around the house with his dick out like oh say something else bitch (laughs) (laughs) i'll come right on you if you fuck your whole day up yeah it's like man, just saying, i would just, just got a handful of sperm like come on say something else i ain't even gotta hit you i'll just swipe it on you mm. yeah so that uh, this is where what she wants to stick it out with him yeah yeah she says you know no. the intimacy level has dropped but um uh-huh. they haven't had sex and she's oh, they feel gosh. more they feel she's more like whole, she's just selling herself short which is a typical 
female move because mm-hmm. chicks they tend to get into these relationships and i'm guilty of this too where you feel like it's an investment now it's like oh my god i spent all this time with this dude yeah. and now i'm allergic to his man junk so now i gotta you know what do i do i gotta make this work it's like no cut your losses well honestly losses. honestly she sounds like someone that believed pam stenzel's bullshit that she will not be valued if she moves on from this relationship because she's let her sexual worth be defined by the fact that she has not had sex for 35 years and this is the man that she has chosen and therefore god and everything else will be bad if she leaves like nah sometimes you know sometimes you know gotta take a sex ed class and move the fuck yeah. on <laughs> like uh let me teach you about how the sex works she's a good woman because yeah, cause I, I I love you, baby. Uh, but you know, if I listen to your sperm, we would have we would have to sit yeah, down and I have a conversation. Yeah, I don't feel like that will be able to work. But, if, you, uh, but you know, I think this goes with not having premarital sex because if this was like her first, this is like her first time, right? Her yeah, first, yeah, very first. Okay, time. so clearly she's thirty five. She's been anticipating this time in her life. She was saving herself for marriage, going to like do to do then, and probably was like, oh, this is it. This is what it's about, mm-hmm. and I'm allergic to it. Well, you know, you don't know what you're missing exactly. if you've never had it. Exactly. So if she would have, like, you know, sometimes you need those drunken nights of the one-night birth control day-after-pill stand. Sometimes you need that so you have <laughs> a, a frame of reference. I hear you, Rat. I, I hear you. Um, yeah, you got to get the fucking people. That's all I'm saying. Um, did y'all know that women like porn and they watch it sometimes? Yeah. Well, uh, this, yeah, I I watch it. This I'll, article apparently is telling people that that happens. Um and we need an entire article based to it. Oh, so this is new news. So only mm-hmm. dudes Wait, check what? out the porn. What? Women watch what? Yeah, apparently uh women are able to control laptops and VCRs and DVD and players. Watch through their phones uh, and the iPods. same as men. They have the same uh type of appendages Ooh. which are fingers and um hands which can control remote controls. It's an amazing study. Um number ten, women watch porn. Uh, one in three adults browsing the internet sites uh, for porn are women, according to Nielsen ratings. I didn't know they did that for porn. In 2007, almost 13 million were watching porn on a monthly basis. Despite this, the myth persists that all women hate porn. Um, number nine. Uh, all women don't hate porn. Just the women that you not. date. Number no, n- no. It no. depends on the type of porn. It yeah. depends on the type of porn. Because, like, do I want 10 dudes um, jizzing on my face? No, not really. Mm-hmm. No. Do I want to feel like I'm a goddess to be worshipped? Oh, heck yeah. Heck mm. yeah. But the thing is, you know, what you fantasize and what you want to happen in real life, two totally different Obviously. things. Obviously. Ain't that yeah. true. If, yeah. if I want, like, you know, like, like Charles Barkley from, like, 96 and Warren Sapp from 2001 to get together and worship me head to toe, that'd be awesome. But mm. for a woman, that that becomes too quickly like, oh, she had a threesome with these two dudes. It become quickly becomes. Oh, she had the train ran on right. her. No, we can't have. Well, in your so porn, in your porn viewing mind, no one else is in the room to judge so you. It it's only matter. yourself. So, you know, if you want but two so dudes to go to town, produced by men. So therefore, it's like ah, good you point. Know, this is when it becomes like the woman becomes the object, right. and it's like for the satisfaction of the man, which is totally cool. And mm. I guess they have like female porn now, you know, produced by females mm-hmm. they for do. a female they perspective. Do. But some of that stuff is kind of like a little too. So are you soft. telling me that women are hard to please, Red? I don't know if I believe uh. this. I'm not buying <laughs> yes, that there's a are. fine line of pornography that women will no. find acceptable. This is some bullshit. There is. 
know, because my thing is I'm very specific. Like I I have a thing for for big black dudes mm. and it would have to be a big black dude. Not big like sloppy, but like, you know, uh, mm. like like a linebacker. Like a field slave like, or something. I get you. Yeah. yeah. You know? He'd been but beat by Master pair, a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they they pair that up too much with like oh i'm a white woman i've never been with a black dude before i don't want that mm-hmm. i don't want that I right don't want oh it's my first time and oh my god he just totally ravished me i don't want that it right. needs to be a balance like it can be kind of sort of like well, a there, there's millions I, I, there's millions of videos out there to uh you know to check they got yeah, a lot I, of options. All I ask is that the sex is real. I hate yeah. fake sex. Yeah. I like amateur. I like amateur myself. Um, sometimes. Anyway, number nine, women like porn. They just don't pay for it. <laughs> what else is new? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Why would I want to pay for it? When I right. go through That's his stash, coupons. That's stupid. That's like said. Like women like nice restaurants too. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> porn, uh, I like drinks. <laughs> right. Exactly. I like sea breezes. Just not twelve dollar tag price tags. Um. <laughs> Uh, porn has been around since the Paleolithic period. Uh, it was put on cave walls. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, but they do the porn? Yeah. Um, oh, snap. Porn stars have higher self-esteem than you. I remember we read that article, and uh, it's easy to believe because, like, porn stars got to be in, like, the top 1% of uh, bodies for the world anyway. So I can see how they could be like, you know, I'm every time I walk down the street, everybody turns their head like, oh, my Regardless God. Regardless if that's you know. a true but statement it, or not. I don't know. Yeah. It depends. We every year here in Miami, Miami Beach, there is a actual triple X convention mm-hmm. that happens. Uh, Lamont, they have you been to that? They keep asking me to go and feature. They keep asking like, me to Come on, guys. Uh, uh, so wait, Lamont, uh, you don't like you, you tell me you don't like Vin Diesel and Ice Cube because triple uh, X was a pretty good movie franchise. <laughs> <by movie franchise. laughs> I'm not going to lie. Vin Diesel, I mean. I respect him as like an actor and what he's done with his career. I've had a crush on O'Shea Jackson since he was in NWA, girl mm-hmm. and all. So like now he's suburban, he's suburban Ice Cube. But but yeah, yeah I, I got a thing from them eyebrows. Yeah. He domesticated hey, now. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he domesticated now. Nobody remembers he used to be calling white women cave bitches and shit. It's not yes, as interesting. It's not as like oh ravish me. Yeah. Ice Cube. Now, now now it's getting clowned by a Coors Light bottle. I don't, it's not the same. No, no, it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, I'm gonna have to focus, oh my god, on The Rock. Oh my god. I follow Dwayne Johnson like it's nothing on my Facebook. And when he, he'll, like, that's so inspiring because he is like, what, 40 some years old? I don't know. His little pictures he will post on him just working out, just glistening with the tattoos. And he's like, yeah. Yes, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Yes, I can. All the way from over here. And it's steroids. Yes, I can. <laughs> he is cooking steroids. Be allergic to him. I would be like, I don't know what that cat dander medication people have to take in order to tolerate Fluffy, but whatever that is, if I was allergic to the rock, I would make that happen. Oh, um, so number six. And he is wonderful. That's all I got to say about that. Number six. The, <laughs> aver- the average. There's no way we're getting the guest stories. Number six. The average American female porn star looks like. Uh, and then they took like a study and it was like, uh, a blonde Californian chick, 34 B cup. Of course. Five foot five and it's probably named Nikki Lee. Um, and, uh, I believe it cause white dudes love those type of chicks and that's the most people that probably watch porn in America. Um, the most popular female roles in porn are, oh wait, no, this is number five. All right, I'm going to do the other five with Chris. All right, so we can get to some other shit. I'm going to say the other five. Tune in tomorrow, y'all, for the top five. Let's talk about some guest arrays, guys.
guess the race is a game we play here where we read articles or play clips of articles in the news and we ask our guest and our chat room to guess the race of the people in the article yep all right so here's the first one a 48 year old woman was in custody tuesday for allegedly drugging her husband tying him to a bed and cutting off his penis oh shit and then throwing it in a garbage disposal oh she wanted to be sure that you like oh you will never fuck again sir uh the victim's wife called 911 about 9 p.m monday to find him and the police arrived to find a man tied to a bed bleeding from his crotch Oh, Catherine Kiu K-I-E-U Becker is her name. Catherine Kiu Becker, 48, who identified herself as the victim's wife, told police that she had drugged her husband's dinner to make him sleepy, then tied him to a bed as he awoke. She cut off his penis with a knife. So she oh. she waited till he woke up. So he was like, hey, baby, why am I tied to this thing? She's like, remember when I looked at your Facebook page? He's like, what does that have Ooh. to do? So she cut it off with a knife, tossed it in the garbage disposal, which must have been the most horrifying part for the dude. Is like, cause when you get your dick cut off, that's terrible. Okay, there's yeah, no but coming back. They can always put it back on. But yeah. but like in your head, you're thinking like, well, maybe she put it on some ice, and then all you hear is that, <laughs> like that is the garbage disposal. The lights start flickering. You know that's your dick taking electricity from the lights just terrible oh my god police untied the victim a 51 year old man um who went uh then he went under underwent emergency surgery um uh becker was arrested on charges of aggravated mayhem false imprisonment assault with a deadly weapon administering a drug to intent to commit a felony poisoning and spousal abuse police said becker and her husband were going through a divorce and that she told officers he deserved it Oh, shit. And that's why you don't live at the house when you get a divorce. You just got to move out, bro. Live in the car if you got to. I know it's so. But uh, that is not a good scene. first thought after this happened was, I'm shaving her face out of my pubic hair. Fuck her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Went through all that trouble for nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. They they were divorced and he was still living there? They were getting a divorce and they were going through the process and they were living together, I guess, at the same time. Um, she was still cooking dinner for him. So I guess old habits die hard. Oh. Um, maybe he didn't think it was a very bad divorce until this moment. He probably was like, eh, she seems to be really cool about this. Um, you're not just, you're not just depriving a, a person of a member or a portion of their body or disfiguring them. He said, you're going, you're doing something that's so egregious. We're not sure what's going to happen if they're going to be able to reattach this or repair this person after such a violent attack, said police oh. Lieutenant ah. Jeff Nightingale. Anyway, guess the race of Catherine Q. Becker, 48, uh, Dick, uh, Salter. Oh, she's got to be Asian. Right? Okay. You're going with Asian, Asian. rat? Okay. All right, yeah. let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Uh, 850 credit score white, shaving her face. What did I mean? Oh, okay. Never mind, Mike. You get back to guess the race. Okay, buddy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> one who wants to you to hurry up and buy. Cauliflower oh, white. That's a good one. Cock cutting cracker. Oh. That's pretty good. Oh, one. my God. Tyler Perry's Diary of a Mad Black Woman uh, to Nigger Black. I don't know. Special ops like you had me and then you didn't have me, like you just went too far. Nice try. Becker White, White, um, and uh Asian says, Man, a lot of Asian. Kathy Bates White Cheddar, correct answer is Asian. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys knew that. It must have been the middle name. It had to be the middle name, right? Um Yeah. yeah. All right, um police arrest a Florida woman. Oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. 
22 for violently yanking penis of ex-boyfriend what is going on with the ladies and the penises yeah wow all this pent-up aggression it is Florida. Florida. True. Twenty-two year old Floridian uh Laquavia Sherelle Wallace. Hmm. Oh. Do we still have to guess the race? <laughs> <laughs> Was arrested yesterday for a domestic battery after she grabbed and yanked on her former <laughs> Wait, wait, hold up. She oh yanked she she grabbed and yanked on her uh on, on his penis. Say? You already know what that means, Karen. Yes, I do. It's my dad right here. Mm. Yes, sir. So <laughs> She uh grabbed and yanked on his penis, so she didn't even lie. Um, and during the dispute aside, their temper residence, Wallace, pictured at right, had gone home to Antonio Marquise Williams <laughs> to pick up the ex couple's daughter. Well, you know you have to like your your ex your your baby's daddy. Oh, Everybody yeah. knows that from Everybody. watching uh, Oprah last night. Williams. <laughs> told deputies that the pair argued because Wallace wanted to resume dating. However, Antonio did not want another relationship at this time. Uh-oh. The argument then turned violent. Real violent, I When see. the offender grabbed Antonio's penis with her right hand <gasps> and began pulling on it, which caused pain to Antonio. Oh, snap. Williams defended... when they was dating. No. Right. <laughs> now it's different, huh? Because yeah. it's painful. That's all it's going to take. Williams defending himself by grabbing Wallace's forearms to prevent further violence. The sheriff's report does not detail what, if any, clothing Williams was wearing during Wallace's ex- allegedly excess, when she accessed his genitals. So maybe he was naked or maybe they don't know what he had on. Though Williams refuses to file charges, Wallace was nonetheless arrested for misdemeanor battery and booked in the Manatee County Jail where bail has yet to be set. She's scheduled to carry in court May 21st. Guess the race of LaQuavia Sherelle Wallace. But first, the first one who cut off the dick is clearly the pr- the woman's prison world heavyweight champion, while this one is just the intercontinental champion <laughs> in the women's prison, right? Yeah, like, I feel like the first lady hated dick, and this lady just, like, doesn't like it right now. Oh, it's geez. a temporary well, thing. I'm, yeah. I'm going black. Now, are you, do we have to break it down? Ethiopian, Haitian, Jamaican? Or no, just, just, just black works. If you want to get more specific, you're, you can get as specific yeah, as you chat room is like. racist, so. I'm going to say white. Okay. The chat room <laughs> says, uh, one who ASAP Rocky went, wouldn't want wearing red lipstick. Oh. One who was brown skinned and wears glasses. It's, <laughs> it's like shooting fish in a barrel black. One who is an ethnic spade. Penis pulling porch monkey. Oh, oh. fuck you, Steve Warner. <laughs> Leonard, lunar female praying mantis. Spoo, uh, spooky coon bunny. Okay, okay. What kind of? What kind of? Those are Lamont's I, friends. I also man. like. I also like that when we were doing white, Lamont was okay with all that racism. <laughs> it's like, cop crumbling cracker. He was like, yeah, yeah. get him, brother. Look at, that look at the uh, racial injustice scale and see who's still winning, okay? Uh, one who screams, puss ass, ho, you, about that, you ain't about that lie before a fight, Florida hood rat nigger. One who skins resembles tar, dark, dark brown, doo-doo brown, silky fine black. Uh, TMZ reports, it was a coon. The correct answer is... <laughs> Good the correct answer is black. <laughs> All right, here's a, here's uh here's another one. Um, an 80 year old Kansas City woman accused Thursday in a baseball bat killing of her husband <gasps> appears to be the oldest woman ever charged for murder in Missouri. Woo! The picture has 
and her picture has her with the oxygen thing for the yes, respirators. Yes, it does. Like she, oh, that took a God. lot of work. I want to know what can piss you off at eighty to make you finally like kill this nigga. Like, yeah, what did he say? Him and his allergic sperm no more. Yeah. So like enough of this. <laughs> enough. I done went forty five years without sex. Damn this. Yeah, play some Mary J. Blige. Um, Jackson County pr- prosecutors charge Annie B. Oliver with uh yeah love me some old old lady names like somebody's eighties. like uh theotis is like "Mm -hmm, that's the old man um (laughs) so annie b oliver was first degree murder and armed criminal action in the death wednesday of a 75 year old husband ronald w oliver despite annie's uh, annie oliver's diminutive five foot one inch frame and frail health Prosecutors say she beat her husband so severely, how severely is it, that his skull was exposed when the authorities found him dead in the couple's home. Oh, oh she exposed that nigga. Yes, she did. Exposed them brains. Exposed his brains. Uh, she was a sick woman, Tony Oliver, a sister of Ronald Oliver said of her health. Um, Ronald, Ronald Oliver, in contrast, was in good health and active. A retired truck driver and a U.S. Army veteran always made himself available to help anybody who needed help. Oh, they always are when they die. Mm-hmm. He was probably like an old, when them old men, it was like really annoying. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't take it no more because, you know, there's an expiration date. There's an expiration yeah. date. I hope it's a black dude, too, because mm-hmm. they get all mad and ornery, yeah. and then it's like talking all this mess, and I should have married a white woman, and blah. Right. You can't take that Aww. nonsense no sometimes more. Sometimes you got to kill a random black dude that helps everybody. It's <laughs> just sometimes, you know, get tired of them being magical Negroes and helping our people. Um, He was a working, participating citizen of society, she said. According to court records, Annie Oliver told officers she hit her husband with a baseball bat. Uh, police were called to the couple's home just before 1 p.m. Wednesday by the victim's granddaughter who received a call from Annie Oliver. Oliver told her that she hurt the victim pretty bad. Um, pretty bad. <laughs> by killing him. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I hurt him pretty bad. He ain't breathing. Statement of the year. Right. <laughs> and his oh brain is exposed. Anyway, man, guess the, the race of, uh, Annie Oliver, um, uh, when. <laughs> Oh, Annie Oliver from Missouri. That could be a white woman. That could okay. be a white woman. What about you, uh, Lamont? Well, I'm going to call uh, this woman Negan, and mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil issue 100 of the Walking Dead comic book, but okay. uh, that's that's Negan right there, for those that know, know. Mm-hmm. But I'm going white. All right. Uh, police found Annie Oliver in another bedroom getting dressed. She had blood splatter on her shoes and a piece of human tissue on her forehead. <gasps> oh, shit. She had cut the webbing on her left hand and between her thumb and forefinger. She told police, I was tired of the victim's verbal abuse and him taking her clothing. He'd been taking her clothes, y'all. And wearing it. That was probably just Alzheimer's. Like, he probably hadn't been taking shit. Where's my skirt? He's like, you haven't worn a skirt since 1942. Like, fuck you, nigga. I know you stole my shirt. Um... All right, so let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Let me guess. Some oh. racist stuff. Cottonwood. What? Cottonwood. What? Hold on. Let me go back up. Yeah, go up. Because that's a good one. White because the husband was still alive at the age, so they can't be black. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, that is true. Joe, Joe <laughs> Clark's sister. Expiration mode, uh, they, they, that's true. true. Joe Clark's sister. Cottonwood oh. Cricket. <laughs> yeah. He used to call me crazy Annie. Now they can call me Batwoman. Oh, bad um, woman for real. Yeah, and then she put locks on the doors. Driving Miss Daisy, extra old cheddar, white lady who heard Lil Scrappy's head bustle for the first time. Spicy Spick, white, uh-huh. you know black don't crack or expose skull. 
Oh. Betsy Ross, American flag, sewing moldy Gouda white. She had had enough of that old man white. Uh, collard green and cornbread eating negris. Camembert with crackers and wine. Beatrice Arthur White, the correct answer is black. And it was a black lady. Yeah, she showed a picture, baby. That picture is unreal. Yeah, I'll put the, I'll put the link to the article in the chat room. Yeah, that so picture you guys can is see off the, the chain. Uh, yeah. The picture of her, but like she is literally has oxygen uh mask on yeah it's crazy man just crazy that you would actually get that fed up with people at that point in time um all right man we got to talk about one last thing before we get out of here and that is as always sword ratchetness a lot of people got swords out here killing people nobody's paying attention uh we couldn't get gun control in this country but i feel like it's not too late to get someone to pass an initiative for sword control yes Swords are out of control. Um, sword welding Vic Thief left empty handed. An unarmed Melbourne shopkeeper managed to send a sword welding robber on his way by demanding the intruder explain himself. <laughs> oh, snap. Um, detective senior. Explain yourself, sir. <laughs> like, I like, like, what is, what's the meaning of this? It's a sword to rob you with. Isn't that crazy? That is yes. crazy. I'm going home. I, I love it. I love it. Um, well, he got lucky because normally these articles don't end this way. No, they Det- don't. Detective Senior Constable Anna McElroy says the attending attendant charged the baklava-clad man as a uh, challenged him as he brandished the sword that he left uh, the Ruxburg Park convenience store empty-handed. Okay. Um, or then he left is what it should say. It is a bit strange, Detective McElroy uh, told reporters on Tuesday. The staff member asked the man what he was doing. It's obviously <laughs> what he was doing. It obviously startled him. It startled him, and then he ran from the store. The attendant has been traumatized by the uh, February incident and was still undergoing counseling. She said he brandished the sword at him. Uh, so obviously, it would be fairly frightening. Uh, police have released CCTV footage of the incident and are urging anyone who can identify the man to come forward. Um, so yeah, uh, Ninja tried to fucking rob a store now. Um, uh, he was actually dressed like a ninja? Yeah, he had a baklava is like that ski mask looking thing that, uh, Oh, I thought wear. you meant baklava like the thing with the, the nuts and the honey. I was like, oh, I want to get Mediterranean was, for lunch. He was brandishing the baklava. <laughs> he was like, y'all want some of this? And then she said, what are you doing? And he was like, I guess not. And he threw his dessert on the floor and ran. <laughs> Oh, my God. I, it would have been more cooler if he was like a three musketeers sword type of character. You know, mm. with a hat, a jaunty cap with a feather in it. That yeah. would have been fly. See, no, I have no respect. For unfortunately, there's no such thing as a cool sword. Uh, swords <laughs> take so many lives in this country and around the world that uh, I can't even imagine what that would look like. But um, anyway, man, we had Rhett and Lamont from Brown Skin and Glasses on the show um like i said man they are on itunes they are on stitcher yes they have a facebook page go to facebook.com slash brown skin and glasses page. they have a tumblr page uh funny or die they have a promo a commercial that's funny it is uh, it's hilarious and, uh you can find lamont bringing up his dick for no reason and you can see um uh you can see red in a short skirt so these are two <laughs> things that if i hadn't seen it would have gotten me to watch it so now you guys <laughs> We'll get more hits. Yes. Uh, guaranteed. Um, and don't forget, leave them a review on iTunes, man. Five star review. Yeah. Y'all, y'all know I rule five stars only. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Leave don't, them a nice review, man. Yes. Y'all better. It's the least you can fucking do. Um, 
and uh speaking of which leave us five star reviews find us at the dot uh this show brought to you by shoutedoffreductions.com go there click on things buy stuff it helps us out um and we'll be back uh tomorrow, tomorrow. and our guest will be uh chris from the insanity report podcast mm-hmm. And it'll be at around 9 p.m. And we'll be talking about, for the first time ever on the show, Impossible White Women movies. Woohoo! Uh, never talked about that before. Um, and we're gonna bring up, uh, Oprah and, um, this life coach show that they have and stuff like that. So, yeah. I'm sure it'll be interesting. And I hope you guys stop by and check it out. So, I love my son. <laughs> oh, so, oh, you need DMX alone. He just needs some love. Right. Support DMX with all these jokes. Oh, all right, man. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Until then, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>